You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries. Welcome back to the show. I just finished recording with the amazing Lorraine Jordan. Lorraine is a realtor. She's an investor. She's a self-made millionaire, an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, And I think her career path and her mindset is going to inspire you greatly. Lorraine is actually one of Canada's top agents, top real estate agents. She's selling hundreds of properties per year, while the average real estate agent sells just four to five properties per year. Is that not crazy or what? And I think you're really going to appreciate the mindset tricks that Lorraine is sharing with us because most agents, that's what they're aspiring to. It's like, okay, well, the industry average is four properties a year. So that's what we're going to go for. And for Lorraine, she was kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, is there anyone around me selling 100, 200, 300 properties And she said, let me learn from them. Let me expand my mindset. Let's go big and squash any limiting belief that we have around how big this business can grow. Let me cast my vision board. Let me do my goal setting. And I'm going to do all of the personal and professional development required Even well, I'm a mom of four. This is Lorraine's actual story. And she's attending Tony Robbins events. She's constantly bettering herself. And then she becomes one of Canada's top agents. So truly incredible here. I think you're going to learn so much from Lorraine. We talk about her very first job as a grocery store clerk working at the meat counter and what she learned from that, what she gleaned that actually helped her to become a successful agent. We talk about balancing it all with four children, her success secrets are to becoming such a powerhouse woman. We talk about achieving financial freedom and what that actually means. And we talk about her new book. Her new book is called Freedom to Live Your Best Life, Innovative Ways to Build Wealth Through Real Estate Investing. And all in all, I think you're going to love this episode. Lorraine is a ray of light. (laughs) She is so enthusiastic, so positive, and you can just tell that with a mindset like Lorraine has, she is destined for goodness and greatness in her life. So I will leave all of her links as well as the link to go purchase a copy of her book in the show notes. And if you want to learn about the power of connection and finding a career in alignment with your gifts and how giving is actually her number one growth strategy, then I think this is the episode for you. So if you love the episode with Lorraine, if you could take a quick screenshot, I would super appreciate that. It's always nice to see where you're listening, who you're listening with, headphones, on a walk, with your dog, in the car. Uh, So take a screenshot and tag me at Kelsey Rydell on Instagram. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Lorraine Jordan. Visionaries, I've been scheming something new for you with my friend and professional mindset coach, Emily Elliott. It's called Your 2023 Leap, and it is a highly anticipated program created by myself, a marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, a professional mindset coach. Your 2023 Leap is the most practical and effective way to change the way you do business and life in 2023 and beyond. This is a program where you'll get tools every single week that are literally going to change 
change how you interact with this world and how you earn in this world. Combined, Emily and I have worked with thousands of women, and now you can get 12 weeks of access to us alongside a group of peers for a very, very low cost. And I'll talk about that more in a minute. But don't sign up yet. First, I want to ensure that you're ready for what's to come. So I want to make sure you're ready to actually master your entrepreneurial mindset. You're not going to be someone who is okay with the status quo, okay making what you used to make in your corporate job. I want to make sure you're ready to implement marketing strategies too that are going to connect you with the growth and the unlimited clients you're looking for in just 90 days. I also want to make sure you're ready to take big leaps in your personal goals. So we know that as we grow personally, we also grow professionally. So if you're experiencing a block, maybe it's because of how you grew up or something that's been downloaded onto you, it is affecting your capacity to grow your business. So we're gonna teach you science-backed techniques to undo the blocks, break through them, and then apply the right techniques to actually see your business soar. I wanna make sure you're ready to use social media to convert clients, to build simple sales funnels. No complication here, that's not my vibe. I'm gonna teach you how to use Google and SEO, which is going to be your long-term strategy for getting more clients and patients and people into your business. And you also need to be ready to be surrounded by a group of people who have a fire under their butt, who are ready to 2x, 5x, or 10x their success, their confidence, and their client bookings in 2023. If you don't like being around people who are kicking ass and winning in life, this group is not for you. (laughs) So if you join your 2023 leap, and if you're ready to join right now, go to kelseyridle.com slash 2023, but you're going to save time. You're going to equip yourself essentially with a million dollar mindset and marketing strategies to get yourself to your version of success in limited time. So we're saving you time when you join this program. You're going to save money because normally if you were to hire both Emily and I, so Emily as your mindset coach, me as your marketing consultant, we would charge you more than (laughs) $12,000. So it's not affordable for a lot of people at their stage of business. However, you can join your 2023 leap for less than $3,000 and we even have payment plans to make it super accessible so that you'll earn the money back in the course. And we're going to save you energy because group momentum is real. I've been part of so many great group coaching programs and you're among expanders. So you show up to the weekly call Everybody shares their wins, their successes, and of course there's time to share challenges and then we work through it and then the wheel starts rolling really fast because you hear that Sarah just had her first 10K month. You hear that Kristen has grown her practice by 36%. You hear that Taryn just tripled her application rate. It's insane and you're going to go out and chase that too. So don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 20 individuals who want to access the tools and the techniques they need to reach their 2023 goals in business. We're going to be meeting on Zoom one time weekly for 90 minutes for 12 consecutive weeks and there's constant support in between. So you have access to Emily and I for 90 days. You could literally message us every day over the 90 days and get full access, squeeze that value of $12,000 out. We are so excited. This is going to be game changing and you can learn more and sign up at kelseyridle.com slash 2023. Our final cohort of the year starts on Wednesday, September 13th. We're about half full already, so don't sleep on it. Head to kelseyridle.com slash 2023. Link is in the show notes and apply for a free discovery call. Lorraine Jordan, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. You are one of our first guests of season 12, and I'm always so excited when I ask the people that I trust the most, and I say, hey, do you have anyone to recommend for the podcast as we get into recording this next season. And one of my favorite couples, Blake and Emily, they recommended that I go check out your work and see if it might be a fit for the show. And as soon as I got into it, I was like, whoa, Lorraine is amazing. How have I not met her before? So I cannot wait to introduce you to the audience. Welcome to the podcast. Mm, thanks for having me. Yes, Blake and Emily are, are amazing people. And it's funny that 
three degrees of separation, right? Every time somebody introduces, like he, he reached out the other day and said, hey, thank you so much for introducing me to Sean. Um, you know, that started off a couple of years ago. And I just need to tell you, like, it just keeps growing and developing. And he goes, thanks for the intro. And I'm like, oh, of course, like I could see the match. Mm -hmm. So it's so cool. Yeah, I agree when that starts to happen and, and who each other knows and, and, and just bringing those circles closer together. So mm -hmm. happy and to be here and happy to get to know you more as well. So excited for that. And I love recording our very first conversation. Sometimes I'm like, I'm meeting someone at the first time as the guests are also meeting them. So that's really cool. And you know what that reminds me of too, is that it's so powerful to make connections when you know, awesome people. So for somebody to go out of their way to say, Lorraine, you might love my friend, Sarah, you guys have so much in common. You should get to know each other. Sometimes I have to remind myself that that's one of the best gifts you can give people is to make introductions when you see a synergy in their work. Right. And, and sometimes it's that you, you don't even know exactly why there's that. Yeah. That's like, you know, I don't know what it is, but I need to introduce you to so-and-so because there's that just keeps coming to mind. And every time I've done that, it's, it's been super exciting to, to hear the outcome afterwards. So absolutely. So I want to rewind back and I want to go back to your very first job or one of your first jobs, which was at a grocery store. And this kind of led you into the world of connection and real estate. Could you just paint us a picture of how that grocery store job was actually quite impactful in launching your career path? Wow. Yeah. That's a long time ago. I was like 13 years old. It was a little mom and pop grocery store that, you know, back then the larger stores weren't open late at night. So they weren't open on Sundays. And this place was open till, you know, nine or 10 o'clock in the summer when it got busier with all the tourists in the area. And it, so it had the meat department, it had a produce department, it had everything happening. And I learned every role. I just really wanted to I don't know. I was excited. I wanted to learn more and be the best that I could be. Um, I ended up in the meat department in the end. And what happened all the time in the meat department is people would come in on their way home from work and they'd say, oh, I don't know what to have for dinner. And they'd look in the case and they'd go, um, do you have any pork chops? And the butcher and I used to joke all the time that they'd always ask for whatever it was we didn't have. You know, here's a whole selection, but do you have any of this? So him and I just started kind of a game and we would bet um, that we couldn't sell them something that we had an abundance of. So I I didn't cook then. I mean, at the time I was probably 15, 16 years old. And what I would do is he would say, you know, the night before he'd say, tomorrow we need to get rid of, you know, chicken. So the next day I would go into the library and I'd go through magazines and I'd find a recipe for chicken because that was a while ago and the internet didn't exist then. And then I would go into the office and I'd convince the um, admin to photocopy them for me. And I would go to work and I would get there, I'd arrive early and I would do these little meal packages that went with the recipe. So when people walked in, they'd go, I don't know what to have. I'd say, hey, um, here's a recipe for you. Here's all the ingredients. Have you ever tried chicken cacciatore? And it just took off. It went like viral. I, I mean, I guess it's like Hello Fresh, but a long time ago, I wish I would have done something more with it. But people would just start walking in and they'd say, you know, what's for dinner, Lorraine? And I'd go, tonight you're having beef stroganoff or whatever recipe it was that I found that, you know, base, basically won me the contest with the butcher as far as, you know, selling whatever it was that we decided that that day. So it, it started that way. And people were like, holy cow, like you're so good at sales. You need to get into this. You need, And then somebody said you should get into real estate. And the rest is history. I was a full-time real estate professional by the age of 18. Mm -hmm. Did you realize like at the time how gifted you were as a 13 year old in being a salesperson, being someone who could like make fun out of a suggestion or did this just come naturally to you? I'm curious, were you aware of these talents? Because I think that's quite remarkable that you were willing to like flip through recipes and be like, I'm hungry for a challenge. I can provide solutions to our customers. It's so entrepreneurial of you. Um, I mean, I have four children. So when they all got to that age, I was thinking like, how do I, you know, keep them going in this mindset? And I realized, first of all, you can't light someone else's fire, right? 
people have to find their own fire, what drives them, what inspires them, what motivates them. For me, I've always, I've always been someone that solves problems. I, I love the challenge of like sales is not, you know, trickery with words. Sales to me is solving people's problems, coming up with solutions um, that is in their best interest. So, I mean, I, I, I care deeply about people so that that has always empowered me, but I always see, saw ideas. And honestly, until maybe six, seven years ago, I thought everybody thought the way I do, mm-hmm. right? They see pro- people, they have a problem, they want to help them, or they see opportunity everywhere. Like I remember driving with a friend, we were on a road trip on the 401 for a very long time. And we went into the, the you know, the on route, we came back out, and we're driving and I looked over and I said, what are you thinking about right now? And she looked at me funny. She goes, nothing. And I said, what do you mean nothing? She goes like nothing. I said, are you thinking about, you know, like driving where we're going? And she's like, no, I'm just driving. I'm not, th-. I'm thinking, whoa, there's people that don't think. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I always thought that if you ask somebody, what are you thinking about right now? And they didn't answer you that maybe it was something bad. Yeah. Or they're thinking about, you know, whatever. Um, they didn't want to admit what they were thinking about. But like, I see opportunity. I went into that on route and I had all these business ideas. Like I had to write stuff down. I have a section of my phone that's notes. And I mean, it's just filled with different categories and different ideas because I just see opportunity everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. So that maybe is I'm different. Such a quality of the entrepreneurial mindset and the entrepreneurial personality type is like always thinking, always ideating, always innovating on what's right in front of them. So it's such a funny light bulb moment to be like, oh my gosh, not everybody is like me. Not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just, it's the truth. Like your brain just functions in a totally different manner than 90% of the population, which is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to an event and I came back to the office and I said to my um, office manager, I guess at the time, I said, holy cow. I said, you got to come with me. There's an event next weekend. You got to come with me. She's like, what? I said, just come with me. So we, I said, we'll go for a nice dinner or whatever. Just you need to come. So she's like, okay. So she comes to this event and I said, check it out. This whole room is filled with people like me. I said, I'm not crazy. Cause she kind of insinuated that maybe I was. And <laughs> she looked around the room and at the end of the day, she goes, you know, I, I get that these are like your people and I get that you say, you know, you're not crazy, but she said, have you ever considered that maybe they're all crazy as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a job anymore. The following <laughs> because I think it's because I finally found people that were like me and I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. I, I, I have crazy ideas, but there's other people out there that are like me and it's really cool to hang out with them. Absolutely. And rewinding to something you said a little earlier, you love connecting with people. You love talking with people and solving the problem. So when real estate was suggested to you, did you immediately know like, this is what I want to devote my career path to? And what was, what were the first few years like for you in building that portfolio up? Well, they said that I was really good at sales. So, you know, different things that we did at the store and that that whole food thing made me think that, okay, well, maybe I'm really good at sales. They said, oh, you should sell cars, you should sell whatever. And when they said real estate, I thought, well, it sounded a little more glamorous. I mean, back then, real estate was 75% men, um, mostly older people. Like now you'll see a trend of younger people getting into real estate, but often real estate was a second career choice, Hmm. right? It was something you did after you were a school teacher. There was a lot of that happening back then. Um, So I got into real estate. I actually, it's funny because I was eight on my 18th birthday. I had to borrow my sister's credit card in order to register for the course because they wouldn't take cash. So uh, I worked really hard, but I had saved a lot of money, but I wasn't able to register for the course. So that was always kind of funny that here I am helping people make these massive decisions and, I wasn't, um, I didn't even have a credit card at the time. Um, So the first year was great. Uh, The real estate market in 1988, so we'll go way back and date, but uh, it was, it was really a great market. And then it changed. It changed in 1989. Um, It changed dramatically. The interest rates, everything, prices, things had slowed down. So I had a pretty good run. I had some pretty good mentors and I just ran around helping the agents. So then they would help me. So, you know, I didn't expect anything from anyone. I showed up giving to them. And um, that, that just was reciprocal. 
You know, it's like, hey, do you need any help with anything? Can I put up your open house signs and will you allow, allow me to come to the open house? And they're like, sure. I mean, there was an agent in the office. I used to, you know, if he was staying late, I would stay late because I knew he'd be doing up an offer. And, you know, the secretary at the front desk wasn't there to type it up. So I would just be offering all the time to type it up for him. And I learned so much from him and how he structured. And um, yeah, it it took me probably... I would say five, six years before I realized that I, that I was really good. It wasn't selling the way my mind believed it was solving problems. Mm -hmm. And then once I really aligned with that, because I, you know, people would say, Oh my gosh, you're such a great salesperson, salesperson. And I had some limiting beliefs around that word that I had to get rid of. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I didn't feel that I was selling anyone, but in the end, of course I'm selling people, but I'm selling them on solutions. I'm mm -hmm. not making anybody doing anything that's not in their best interest. I'm giving them options. It sounds like you were quite the sponge in those first few years, like literally just looking around, at asking for mentorship, learning by osmosis, doing whatever it took to succeed. Do you believe that those were some of the early success factors in building the career that you have today? What else was it about you that was able to continue to progress and grow to where you are today? Again, it's funny because I didn't expect anything from anyone. I just saw that they had problems and I was solving them as well. I just ran around helping people. I cared about them. I wanted to help them. And by doing that, I was learning at the same time. There was never a moment where I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to learn how to do this. I'm going to go ask this person to teach me. It was like, Hey, that person needs some help. And by being around them and helping them, um, they would then pour into me because I was adding value and, and they appreciated it. Mm -hmm. So from a young 20 something, someone who was hungry to learn, who was doing whatever it took to just absorb the wisdom of agents who have gone before you, how did you then become one of Canada's top real estate agents? Like, let's give a, a quick synopsis of what the journey looked like for you. It's funny because I... <laughs> Um, I often get like, oh, you learn from other people, you know, how to be the best at things. Well, I also learned what I never wanted to be. Um, I also learned how some people um, are self-serving sometimes and they do things for themselves. And it, it has to be that alignment piece still, right? You, you need to be aligned with who you are, what you want to offer, what you want to like when you're in alignment, everything goes better. So for me, it's always been that giving piece. Um, and then the more people you help, the more people, you know, you can, it just grows. If you take care of people, people take care of you. And then I think for me, training, as far as knowledge, like I love to attend different courses. Like I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I've been going to Tony Robbins since 1991. Um, John Maxwell, there's a Philip McKernan I love. Um, Gary Keller is a mentor of mine at Keller Williams. I meet with him like four times a year. So I believe that all that education, all those pieces made a big difference. So at some point I met somebody else that was doing, you know, 250 transactions in a small town. And I went, well, if she can do it now, I can do it right. What the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So there's lots of cool things out there, but if you don't believe you can make it happen, then you're not going to. So like my area is a population of 20,000 people and we average 400 transactions a year out of 20,000 people, which is pretty big deal when, you know, other agents are in, um, you know, Oakville or Burlington locations that have higher price points, Toronto as well. I mean, you can do more, you can do less deals at a higher price range to achieve those awards um, in those areas. But it's funny, it was never about the awards mm -hmm. for me. I mean, I like being the best at whatever it is that I'm doing. Like if I'm not really good at it, I don't, you know, enjoy it as much because I like to give something my all and, and, and give it my best. And sure, I guess achieving that result goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. That is so cool because something that you said was if she can do it or if they can do it, I can do it. And it sounds like you just needed a couple people to kind of show you what was possible in this industry. And that set you up to be able to chase these goals without limiting beliefs of, 
my town is too small or I'm going to need to move to the big city if I ever want to be success, be successful like other real estate agents. So how much did mindset and just maintaining that belief that anything is possible, how much has that played into your success? Oh, that that's massive. I, I believe we all have limiting beliefs. Like I always say, you know, um, if you look at this, this is a pen. Well, it's a pen because somebody taught me that it was a pen. In French, it's a plume because somebody taught me that. Mm-hmm. So I believe you're always rewiring your, your thinking, your programming of what things mean um, so that you are able to achieve those visions. You know, the average, the industry average is to sell four properties a year. That's the average of all real estate agents sell four properties in an entire year. Uh, I've averaged over 100 sales personally for like decades. So if I would have listened to what the industry average is, I'd still, I'd be doing four properties a year because that's the average. Well, first of all, I don't want to be average. So what does that mean? I'm going to do five or six or maybe 10 because that's not average. No, I, I believe in thinking even bigger, whatever you, whatever you can think of and you believe you can achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you adopted exponential thinking. It's not just like, Oh, I want to be slightly above average. It's like, what can I actually do? Like, what is my potential? Is it a hundred properties? Could I do 200 properties? And you actually cracked open a new portal in your brain that thought, yeah, okay, let's go do it, which is absolutely crazy. Well, and it, and it was always helping people, you know, like we, we always did, um, you know, people would count how much money they made or whatever. And we always had a board up and their little houses. And it's like, we would put the person's name in because it's how many families we helped. Mm. And you know, for some people, maybe that sounds cheesy, whatever, but it it wasn't. And, you know, when you're doing a really great job for people, I mean, this is pre-internet, you think, you know, like people can put you out of business pretty quickly if it goes around that you don't treat people well. Mm -hmm. So you're taking care of these people. And then it's, you know, it's your client's children, it's your client's best friend. It's like the referral business has always been, you know, somewhere around that 75 to 80% return and repeat clients. So when you're getting that kind of business happening, you know, you don't want to turn anyone down and you want to help them all. So that helps you to grow too, right? Again, when you're in alignment with who you are, I don't know, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it comes and and, and supports that. Mm-hmm. And I think the way you're describing the average real estate agent is actually very relatable to a lot of business owners. It's like, they feel like they're just kind of coasting. It's like, I have big goals. I know that there's a lot of potential in this line of work, but when they look at their numbers, when they look at how many clients they're helping, how many customers they're serving, they're like, this is a really mediocre number. So I'm curious for somebody who is in that state right now, who's just like ready for their big leap, but it's not happening. What would be some of the advice you would give them based on your own experience to start moving into that exponential growth territory? I believe it begins with, you You need to find proof, right? Like if, if, if you want to start running, I did this. If you want to start running um, and, and you've never run before, which is where I was at, I'm like, okay, can somebody at the time in their 40s start running? Like, you know, is it is it too late? Like you get into all that mindset. So then I went on the internet and I did all this, you know, research. And then I found this lady that was in her early 70s running marathons. Well, if a seven-year-old woman can run marathons and she didn't do it all her life, then I can convince my mind to believe it. If my yep. mind believes it, now it's possible. If you're if you're running around trying to do something and your mind doesn't believe you can do it, you know, the town's too small, the this, the this, whatever it is that you believe that's preventing you from achieving it, you need to stop and you need to go find proof or you need to change what it is that you're trying to do, right? People say, um, oh, you know, I'm unlucky. Well, if you're unlucky, then you're going to, if that's what you believe, you're going to end up being unlucky. I happen to believe I'm one of the luckiest people I've ever met, right? If it rains or it's sunny, like whatever the weather does, we had a golf charity fundraiser on Friday, you know, it drizzled out. Well, as soon as it stopped, so people are like, oh, it's raining. That's too bad. Well, as soon as the sun started to come out, it got really hot. 
and then it started to drizzle and the drizzle felt really good. It was actually a great day and the weather was perfect. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just how you look at things and, and coming from a place of gratitude and appreciation will also make a difference with all of that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're looking for reasons to believe that you can achieve something, like if you're looking to start out or grow or whatever, if you're looking for reasons why you can't, then that's the first place to start. If you believe you can't, I mean, that's what's going to happen. But why do you believe that? What's limiting you? What What's your mindset? You know, one of my coaches said, I thought it was great. She said, you know why people don't achieve, achieve their goals? And I said, because they don't go after them. They don't take action. And she said, well, one, they don't know what they want. And two, it's not a must. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, because action to me, the first thing is like, oh, taking action, but you can take a whole bunch of action, but are you taking the right action? And is it a must? Like, do you really want to achieve this goal or is it just something that you put out there? Mm-hmm. So for you, you're someone who has accomplished a lot. Like even just looking at your bio, it's author, speaker, realtor, investor, leader, entrepreneur, self-made millionaire, do you have a formal goal-setting practice? Do you have rituals where you sit down and ask, like, what are my goals for the next year, five years, 10 years? How are you accomplishing so much? How are you continually pushing your own boundary, reaching for more, getting 1% better? Share some of your secrets with us. Uh, vision board for sure. And then have one up there. Awesome. Um, I love seeing that. Yeah, I do my vision board every year. I cannot start the new year, January 1st without it. It'll either be, it either starts with a word that I'm focused on or, you know, these are, this is what I want to accomplish. And then uh, I get into, um, I write a goal. So at the top, it's, it's a goal and I make it a smart goal. Like if you Google smart, right, what it needs to be. And then what I do is I focus on the why. So often when I write a goal, my brain first automatically goes to how, how am I going to achieve this? How, how, how? And it doesn't really, it it sounds weird, but it doesn't have any business figuring out how you start with why, why do you want to achieve this? What empowers you? And then once you write down the why and you have more clarity, I mean, I always laugh. I, I don't know if you've heard this, but it's, if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. Like it's got to stir something up, right? So if it really stirs something up and then what you do is you take your, your favorite song, you get energized about something, you know, I jump up and down in Tony Robbins world. We make our move, right? Mm -hmm. We get into peak state and then I play this song and I just write all the ways that I could possibly achieve that goal. So all the hows and you don't judge them, just write out a whole bunch of ideas. And once you write down all those ideas, what I like to do is take three and we call them three to thrive. So what are the three things that I can implement today that will help me get to my goal? And then it's just revisiting them like every single day. Hmm. That is so cool. I need to go back and re-listen to that and implement that exact (laughs) practice, but I can tell how passionate you are about it. And I think it's so important in goal setting, in vision boarding that you find a way that just feels so exciting. Like you put on the right music, you have some rituals and routines built into your year or built into your month. And it just becomes part of who you are and how you continue to look at your life and create your best life and make sure that you're not falling stagnant. Well, and it's funny. I mean, you know, even a vision board, is such a simple thing, but I mean, I remember going back, you know, many, many years ago and, and you do a vision board and, you know, a year later or two years later, even if you weren't doing the practice of looking at it every single day, if you go back and look at it, you're like, whoa, that's weird. I've done these five things on there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think like whenever I said the two reasons why people fail is one, they don't know what they want. So getting clear with what you want and, and putting it into a vision board just tells your mind like, hey, these are things that you'd like to do. Let's make them happen. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, there's all those moments that we call coincidences. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can't believe like the lady in Fiji. You know, I wanted to go to Fiji for 12 years. And because of meeting Blake, you know, I met this lady at the TED Talk who then told me she lived in Fiji and I happened to be going there. And she was living her dream in Fiji. She had bought this really cool house and she was doing like a uh, bed and breakfast in it and doing retreats. And I thought, wow, like, it, you know, you never know where you're going to meet somebody and you never know what that connection is going to be. But when you're aware of it, um, it just you attract it. It's kind of like when you buy a new vehicle, 
And then you start noticing that vehicle everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're, you put it out there that this is something that you want or you want to achieve, it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of achievements, I'm curious, what have been some of the career milestones that you've felt super proud of over the past few decades? Like what have been some of those things that you've accomplished, or maybe they're like micro moments that you've just felt so good about, so proud and that you would call a milestone? Oh, there's so many of them. Um, it's funny, but it's, it, (laughs) I guess it goes back to the beginning. I never really thought of it. It's, it's the achievement through others. It's, it's when others achieve what they were looking for. Like I remember hiring this one, Um, this one person and getting them into real estate and you know they were used to making 25 thirty thousand dollars a year at the time and I'll never forget the day that they had hit a hundred thousand dollars I mean they came to see me they were they were crying they couldn't speak they just kept showing me the like the stub their pay stub and and how it had passed over that and it was like I, I never even imagined I would be a person that would achieve this. And I kept pushing. I said, what do you mean a person? Like what kind of person? And then she blurted out, I never thought I'd be smart enough to ever make this kind of money. I was never good in school. I I'm, I said, you're a people person. You care about people and that's how it shows up for you. Um, that was huge. I remember somebody, the first time somebody in my office sold a hundred properties in a year um, cause they wanted to beat me. <laughs> they believed it. Right. And I just thought it was really cool, um, that they had that goal and that they achieved it. Um, somebody buying their first house, they never, ever thought that they could buy a home and, you know, just listening and the coaching and, and that opportunity was great. Um, I can think of every single one of people in my world when they achieve something that you know they would share with me what their goals are like we have a wall with everybody's vision board on it because then everybody sees it and everybody can help each other and I remember um almost every single one of them um and same with kids I have four children um single mom you know was able to uh, leverage my career to be able to financially put them through school so you know being able to do that was our proud moments and and helping them, you know, achieve their goals and their dreams. Um, All of that um, was huge. I think also when I got separated and the whole starting over thing, um, the first, the first investment property I bought on my own. Um, I mean, you know, that's 10 years ago, I paid $194,000 for a detached home in Barrie. That's probably worth seven fifty eight hundred now. Um, yeah. And, you know, I bought it. It was in really rough shape. I arranged to have it renovated. You know, I did everything that I, I, I wanted to do to it and just having the courage to take on something like that. Um, cause it was, it was pretty trashed was a, a big deal. Um, I was proud of that. I mean, I bought an apartment building, a 10 plex that was, you know, needles this deep in one of the apartments, like we had to shovel them out. Um, and just seeing that come to fruition and, and transforming not only the building, but the neighborhood, like the neighbors were so excited to see us get rid of, you know, that situation and, um, and attract new tenants into the the neighborhood and, and just change the dynamics of, of their lifestyle and impact them. So again, I guess there's just a trend of, you know, caring for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on all those milestones. I got chills listening to those. <laughs> and um, I think you act as an expander for so many people, like just sharing your story and the fact that you've been able to accomplish so much under your unique circumstances in life. It's really cool for someone to listen to this and say, you know what, maybe that's possible for me too. So I really admire you for sharing that. And Um, for celebrating all those accomplishments with us. I know one of the other things that you're very passionate about too is financial freedom. I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about what financial freedom means to you and why this topic lights you up so much. So the two things that I'm, I'm very excited about is definitely the real estate industry because it's provided so much for my family. So I'm always wanting to give back and, you know, elevate the, the industry because, you know, I, I believe some people have perhaps, a, you know, experienced something unfortunate in their, 
their sale or purchase or, you know, maybe it didn't go according to plan. And there's just so many amazing real estate agents out there that'll give so much. Like mm -hmm. I always joke, right? It's the little extras. I remember on a Thanksgiving sitting on folding chairs and a folding table because my dining room set and my living room furniture was all in a home that we needed to stage it back then. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, yeah. it was always, it's always about going that extra mile and, and taking care of the situation. So the industry is very, I'm very, very passionate about the industry. And the other thing is that financial freedom piece. So, you know, I think that when people think of financial freedom, they think of, you know, a Lamborghini in the driveway with a four car garage and this monster house and multiple homes in different areas and maybe even a private jet. I hear private jet thrown around a lot over the last couple of years and it doesn't need to start there. I mean, sure, if that's your goal, I mean, I'll believe it and I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader and I'll show you what I see on how you could achieve it. But I, I believe it starts with what if you could replace your income today? Like how much money do you need today to live today, to put food on the table, a roof over your head, you know, and make that happen. And then you start by focusing on that, that amount of money. That's the, if it's $2,000 a month, if it's $4,000 a month, if it's 8,000, whatever that number is. So your goal is to, you know, create an, an amass an amount of money or to buy properties that'll cash flow, whatever it is to come up with a plan that's going to replace that amount of money you need every month. So that you can have the confidence to pivot or change or pursue. Like we all have things that light us up, people we want to help, passion projects, or maybe we want to create something or we want to do something that may not be aligned with the job, right? Like what's the job we do that we go, right? I always say we, we, we exchange nine to five to pay our bills and from you know after five five to nine is the time to create your empire or yep. to pursue your passion so how can you do that and then once you figure out what you need for today then it's figuring out what do i need for tomorrow so once you have today taken care of you can do whatever you want and then you start thinking about well, what am i going to need for tomorrow what's it going to look like when i i mean most people i know that are very successful if you mention the word retired to them they're thinking well i don't want to retire i love what i do no, you're a workaholic, right? You're finding purpose and meaning in what you do, but what else lights you up? What other impact could you make? I mean, if you're brilliant at running a business, like what could you do in the world? What change could you can you make? Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, well, what's tomorrow look like? And then how much money do I need to retire? What does that look like? And then how much to last? Now to last could be, we have conversations with people like older people in their home and they're talking about not being able to move into, you know, a retirement home now because, you know, by the time they sell their house with how much money they have, they got to stay four or five more years so that they can afford that retirement home. And I think, oh, that's so sad. You know, maybe one of them is deteriorating in health. That's why they had us in. And what if they were surrounded by a community that would help with that? You know, and then they could go do like the person that is healthy can still go do things that are fun because someone else can take care of the person that needs a little more assistance. Mm -hmm. You know, or I see families where one's in one home and one's in another home or the cost to carry both is, is just so high. So I'm thinking we need to plan for that. And then there's also generational wealth. So to last can also mean like, what are you leaving for the next generation? What kind of head start are you providing them with? You know, what drives me crazy right now is all I hear is people saying, you know, oh, I don't know how my kids are ever going to buy a house. Like they'll never be able to afford it. Well, keep telling them that. And what are they going to believe? Mm -hmm. And you'll never be able to buy a house. Same kind of programming happening. Mm -hmm. Right. You need to. So when it comes to financial freedom, it, it really is just giving you that opportunity to make choices. Mm -hmm. Can you create that? that amount of money that replaces your income and then later on sets you up for those other levels so that you can just live the, your best life, whatever it is. You know, it doesn't have to be the Ferrari life. It can be, you know, making a contribution or having time to share your mindset or, you know, having time to write a book and share what you want to with the rest of the world mm -hmm. and make that impact. So awesome. And yeah, I kind of giggle when you say like the image of the person on YouTube with the Ferrari saying I've achieved financial freedom. And so often I watch that and I'm like, 
That is not what I aspire to, but like, I get what they are trying to portray here, but I think it's so important to always check in with ourselves. Like what would our definition of financial freedom be? And what is that amount of money? And what is the feeling in your lifestyle when you achieve that? And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's version of it, which is a really important reminder. I know you wrote a book called Freedom to Live Your Best Life, Innovative Ways to Build Wealth Through Real Estate Investing. Why did you write this book? Who did you write it for? It looks amazing and I can't wait to dive into it. I would love to hear a little bit more about why you felt you needed to bring this second book to life. So kind of funny, the first book was, um, I just have this amazing friend on a beach who's brilliant in real estate. Uh, she was at a point where she helped take care of her mom over a couple of years and then her mom passed. And during that two years, she felt a little disconnected from real estate, didn't know what she wanted to do the same, like, you know, what kind of empire or team or what did she want to do? And I said, oh, you have so much knowledge. Like, you're just such a wealth of knowledge. We need to, you need to share this. So we ended up co-authoring a book, like um, Truly Winning in Real Estate. And it was basically everything I wish somebody would have told me when I got into real estate and mm -hmm. she felt the same. And we wrote the, the book together. And then after writing that book, there was just this part of me that while we were writing it, cause I never really thought I'd be someone that wrote a book. It just wasn't on my radar. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I laugh. I say, I want to share stuff that, you know, if I would, I'm willing to grab somebody by the shoulders and shake them to tell them something, then that's something that needs to be shared with other people. Like it's something inside of me that needs to come out and share and the impact it can make. Like I said, the whole, um, I'll never be able to buy a house. My children will never be able to buy a house wrong. But if you have that mindset, that's going to be, you know, your lifestyle. So for me, writing the book had a lot to do with just sharing a lot of the stories that have happened to my clients. You know, I'll get people to say, oh, well, I don't want tenants. Okay, there's like three chapters, three or four chapters in here on investing in real estate without tenants. Hmm. Okay, what's your next thing? Oh, um, you know, I don't want to have a property where I'm worried about, you know, the tenants not paying. Well, here's a solution for that. Have you, you know, I want to own a cottage. Okay, well, go go do this. So there's, there's just so many different options out there that I wanted to, to share them with everybody. And say like, you know, just like we talked about that alignment piece, like what aligns with you, which, which story in the book you go, holy cow, that's like what I would like to do. For instance, you know, buying the house that you're going to rent to your parents because your parents are going to get to a point where, you know, maybe they live on the water, they live on a farm. It's too much work. They're talking about moving in town. What if you bought the house that they're going to rent? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, obviously they're going to pay you. <laughs> right? It's not the same as some stranger. So what if you created that opportunity? And maybe you're going to read that and go, holy cow, that's my situation. I resonate with that. That's a different way to invest versus, you know, these cap rates and return on investment and all these numbers that just, you know, kind of go over some people's head. It's just not what they focus on. So it's all the different ways that you can make that happen. Mm. And that's why I wrote the book. I wanted to share. Amazing. Sounds like you're kind of giving away your playbook to success and sharing everything you've learned in this condensed little manual and a lot of the insider secrets on what is possible for you if you do choose to get into real estate investing. Yeah. And it doesn't, like I said, it, it's what I like about the book and especially in the market right now, because the market has shifted and it's different than what it was. Um, there's just ways in the book where you can you know, here's all the, you know, there's a strategy called Burr where you buy it, you renovate it, you rent it, you refinance, and then you redo it all over again. Mm. And yeah, that's a, that's a common way over the last five years that a lot of people invested. Well, right now it's not working quite the same because the interest rates are higher. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's not working, but here are some other ideas that would work. Or like I said, I, it's very... I've attempted to make it as personalized as possible. I mean, it's, I always say each client has their own set of, um, of needs or, or problems that need solutions. Um, so it's getting to know each individual person, but at least this is going to resonate with different people. Um, and, and they're all real stories. I mean, obviously I've changed names and stuff, but they're all real stories of clients and the outcomes that they had and what could have worked out sometimes what didn't work out so that they could, they can relate. Hmm. So incredible. And so yeah, we'll, 
It, I was going to say it looks pretty thick <laughs> and yeah, it might take us, you know, a couple of weeks to get through, but well worth it. And I'll definitely link, uh, the Amazon link in the show notes to where everybody can purchase it. Lorraine, this has been so insightful. I feel like we could chat forever. Um, where can people connect with you? Do you want to drop your Instagram, your website? What's the best spot for somebody who's super intrigued from this conversation? And they're like, I need to find Lorraine online. <laughs> So I'm kind of crazy that way. I'll give out my personal email. It's lj at teamjordan.ca and even my cell, 705-528-4207. You can text me. Um, social, they have me as Lorraine P. Jordan. So Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. We're there. Pretty easy to find, but yeah, reach out. I want to hear this plan that you have for living your life even bigger and uh, like I always tell everyone, I'll, I'll be your biggest fan. I'll believe in it. Just show me what you want to do and let's figure out how to make it happen. Oh, I love that. Such a great spot to end today. Thank you for your contagious energy and excitement and just the realness that you bring to what it took to get here and just how much joy and enthusiasm you still have for what you've created. So I think this has been so enlightening and so enjoyable. So thank you, Lorraine, and we wish you all of the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. This is going to change everything. See you in three days when I come up for air. I can already tell this is going to be the best investment I've ever made. Visionaries, these are real comments from those of you who have started using the world's greatest assistant to write blogs, script podcast intros, create magnetic email subject lines, to write high-performing Facebook ads, and to outline a month's worth of TikTok and Instagram captions. Jasper.ai is the assistant I am talking about. It's a simple website that you're going to find yourself using every day to create better content. It is a total game changer and I want to give you the chance to test it out with 10,000 free words of copywriting. Yep, that's right. 10,000 free words. You could literally use this free link to write three blog posts or you could create four Facebook ads or you could write seven TikTok captions. Jasper is going to save you time, money, and energy. So don't wait a minute longer. If you are a small business and you're struggling to stay on top of your marketing strategy, head to kelseyridle.com slash Jasper, J-A-S-P-E-R, and you can get a free training that I've created for you. And you can even just get started with 10,000 free words. So again, that's kelseyridle.com slash Jasper, or click the link in the show notes.